episode number 21 of the Healthy at Life podcast. Today we're answering a question from one of the lovely ladies inside my Healthy at Life community Facebook group. She asked about how she could improve her digestive health. And this is a topic that I'm a big fan of, partly because of my own history with IBS. So today we're going to be talking about what is digestive health or gut health, why is it important, why we might have bad gut health in the first place, and then I'm going to share 10 ways that you can get started on improving your digestive health right away. Plus, I have two great book recommendations for you and also an amazing free guide for you too. But before we get started, if you haven't already left a review for the show, then please pause this episode and quickly head over to Apple Podcasts and click on Write a Review. I read every single comment and it means so much to me to know that this show is helping you and impacting you in a positive way. It also really helps other people find the show too. And can you think of one other person who would really enjoy listening to the show? Then send them a quick message or take a screenshot and share this episode in Instagram and tag them. And that way, together, we can spread the ripple effect and help more people find more energy, balance and joy in their life so that they can truly live up to their God-given potential. Would you help me do that? Thank you so much. Before we start, just a quick disclaimer as always. The information presented on this podcast is for educational and inspirational purposes only. Always consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet and lifestyle. Okay, with that said, let's dive into today's show. Hi, and welcome to the Healthier Life podcast, where you can get great tips and strategies to empower you to live that healthier life you've always wanted. Do you want to feel vibrant and full of energy so that you can make the impact you desire in this world? I believe that when we are intentional about looking after our health, then we can find the energy, balance and joy that we need as Christian women to step into our God-given potential and make a real difference in this world. If you're here to learn about how a diet based more on whole foods, plant-based nutrition can bring a healthier life both to you and the planet, If you want to know how to manage your stress better, improve your sleep, exercise in a way that is fun and manageable, if you want to deepen your faith and build in more gratitude so that you can flourish once more in a life you love, then you are in the right place. I'm Catherine Shelton. Let's get started. Gut health, microbiome, good bacteria, second brain. A few years ago, you probably wouldn't have had much of an idea of what those words meant. Most of us, let's face it, weren't really paying much attention to our guts. And to be honest, flatulence, bloating and loose stools aren't the kind of conversation topics that you'd want to be having at a dinner party. But now, more and more of us are aware of the fact that gut health and having a healthy microbiome, whatever that means, is really important for our health. So what is digestive health or gut health? Well, there are two main aspects to digestive health. One is keeping your digestive tract itself healthy. And the second one is to keep the inhabitants of your gut healthy. So let's have a look at the first one first. Keeping your digestive tract itself healthy. Okay, quick flashback to school biology lessons. Our digestive tract runs all the way from our mouth down our esophagus into our stomach through the small intestine, and then into the large intestine, which is also known as our colon. And then finally, it comes out through the other end. 
Now, when our digestive tract is not working properly, it affects the way that we're able to digest our food, and this can cause complications such as constipation or diarrhea. And in addition to this, our digestive tract is an important barrier between us and the outside world. It has the huge responsibility of keeping nasty stuff out of our body and letting the good stuff in. And that's why most of our immune system is actually found in our gut. You see, we need to absorb the good nutrients from our food into our bodies so that we can function properly, but we don't want to be absorbing the pathogens and the toxins. Now, unfortunately, our gut can get damaged and something called leaky gut can arise. And that's when bad stuff starts escaping through our gut lining. Okay, so digestive health is really important for keeping the digestive tract itself healthy. But it's also really important for keeping the inhabitants of our gut healthy. So did you know that there are trillions of microbes living in your gut? They're often called your microbiome, and these play a really essential role in your health. They're mostly located in your large intestine and are made up of bacteria, fungi, viruses and parasites. And yes, even some parasites might actually be beneficial. Now, every single person has a completely unique microbiome, even identical twins. And the important factor is to have as diverse a colony of microbes as possible, because different microbes have different roles. These roles include helping us to digest our food and release the nutrients, making vitamins, amino acids, hormones and important chemicals, guarding against bad microbes and toxins, strengthening our immune system and communicating with other organs, including the brain. So they have a really, really important job. So some other reasons why gut health is so important. Well, about 70% of our immune system actually lives inside our gut. So if we want to have really good immune health, we need to be concentrating on good digestive health. And also about 90% of our serotonin, that's our happy hormone, is made in our gut. So our digestive health really affects our mood as well. And our brain is directly connected to our gut through something called the vagus nerve. And interestingly, there seem to be more messages sent from our gut to the brain than from the brain to the gut. And that makes you wonder who really is in control here. Finally, the microbes living in our gut actually outnumber our human cells, which is just amazing to think about. Our gut health is vitally important for our overall health. So having intestinal permeability or leaky gut or compromised motility, that's the speed at which our food moves through our digestive tract, or having something called gut dysbiosis, where the bad guys outnumber the good guys, any of these conditions can lead to a whole host of physical, mental and emotional issues. And very sadly, we're seeing a rise of gut-related health issues today. It's estimated that about 1 in 10 people has irritable bowel syndrome, or IBS, and many others are struggling with GERD, or GORD as it's sometimes known, which is another word for heartburn, celiac disease, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, just to name a few others. And several autoimmune conditions have been said to be triggered by a faulty gut. Gut dysbiosis is also linked to migraines, depression, arthritis, obesity, chronic fatigue, thyroid issues, and many other issues. So as you can see, it's really, really important that we focus on good digestive health. Now, what causes bad gut health? 
Why might someone be in a situation where they are having these kinds of symptoms or these kinds of conditions? Well, I have a list of seven possible factors. One is sugar. Now, bacteria eats sugars, and if we're eating too many sugary foods and simple carbohydrates such as white flour, which kind of turns into sugar in the bloodstream, then we're actually overfeeding our bacteria, particularly the kind of bad bacteria that we don't want, and causing imbalances in our gut. And this can lead to something called SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and yeast infections like candida. So one is too much sugar. Another reason could be generally having a poor diet. So lack of fibre, too much processed foods, artificial sweeteners and the like can all lead to gut dysbiosis. Also, there are certain inflammatory foods that could be playing a role here. So gluten, dairy and other common allergies can inflame the gut lining and lead to the condition that we talked about before known as leaky gut. So that's where unwanted food particles are released into our bloodstream and can cause autoimmune diseases. Another reason is too much concern over hygiene. Now this is a very topical issue in our world today with all the hand sanitizers and hand washing going on. But too many antibacterial cleaning products, too much overuse of the hand sanitizers and things like mouthwashes can all destroy the good bacteria that our body needs along with the bad bacteria that we're wanting to destroy in the first place. So we need to make sure that we're not over relying on antibacterial products. Another reason could be your birth story. I wonder if you've thought about this. If you were born by cesarean section or perhaps also were not breastfed, then you'll probably have missed out on a whole host of microflora that should have been passed down from your mother. Now, fortunately, today, people are beginning to realise this with the cesarean sections and things can be done in the hospital to help seed the baby with the mother's bacteria when it's born, uh, just like it would have done if it had been born naturally in a vaginal birth. But that's just something that you might want to consider that might have affected your uh, gut Another reason linked to the hygiene reason is overuse of antibiotics. Now, each time you use an antibiotic, you kill off all the bacteria in your gut, both the good and the bad. Now, sometimes antibiotics are really, really important and really necessary, but often they're not and we're too quick to prescribe them in today's modern world, or perhaps we're too quick to ask for them from the doctor. So just consider that if you're someone who's been using a lot of antibiotics, um, perhaps ask your doctor if it's possible to cut back a little bit on that. And finally, another reason is stress. When we're chronically stressed, we disrupt our body's parasympathetic nervous system. In other words, we are diverting attention away from our rest and digest state and into our fight or flight state instead. And so our body isn't able to produce enough digestive enzymes and that means that we're not breaking our food down as well as we could be. Stress also raises cortisol levels, which in turn exacerbates food intolerances and allergies. So those are just some of the reasons why you might be experiencing digestive discomfort and digestive health issues. So how can we turn that all around? Well, we need to be focusing on two things. Firstly, is minimising the damage that we're doing to our gut, through, as I mentioned before, the overuse of antibiotics um, and other medicines, through stress, lack of sleep, extreme diets, alcohol, smoking, and environmental toxins, just to name a few. 
And then in turn, we need to be feeding our gut microbiome with a diverse array of plant foods, which is what they love. So with that in mind, here are 10 steps that we can all be taking to improve our gut health. Number one, cut down on the offending foods. So consider seriously reducing or cutting out completely sugar, dairy, maybe, if that's a problem for you. Gluten possibly could be a problem, is it a problem for many people, but certainly processed and artificial foods and also caffeine and alcohol. All of these foods could be doing damage to your gut. Secondly, we need to be adding in more fibre. And fibre is only found in plant food. So we need to be eating more vegetables, legumes, nuts, seeds, whole grains and fruit so that we can feed our good bacteria what they need in order to do their job well. And also we want to be encouraging more diversity in our gut microflora. So variety is the key here as well as the quantity of these wonderful plant foods. So as well as trying to eat a big variety of different kinds of plant foods, also try to eat a rainbow of different colours as well, because each colour will represent different helpful nutrients. The third tip is to eat prebiotic foods. Now, some foods are particularly helpful for gut health, such as onions, garlics, leeks and artichokes, and these are known as prebiotics. Fourthly, why not try adding in some fermented foods? These are also rich in prebiotics. So for example, sauerkraut, kefir, kombucha, pickles and kimchi. And a very little every day will make a huge difference to your gut health. And you can even have fun making them yourself. The fifth tip is to take probiotics and perhaps digestive enzymes. So we can get some help in the way of these kinds of supplements. And this can also be a really good idea, especially if you've had a round of antibiotics recently. The sixth tip is to reduce stress. Stress is a major factor in almost all chronic disease and it's essential that we're mindful of our stress levels and take steps to reduce stress and manage it better. I know for myself with my own story of IBS that stress was a really, really big factor in my symptoms. Number seven is to get adequate sleep. Research has shown that sleep deprivation can actually change your gut flora, which is why it's often linked to weight gain, for example. So sleep is really important for digestive health. Number eight is to drink enough water. Now, if you have a sluggish bowel, then water, along with increased fibre, can really help to get things moving. Uh, chia seeds and psyllium husks can also help with that too. Number nine is to exercise regularly. Exercising can help to direct blood to circulate in your abdomen area and can get your system going. I don't know if you've ever noticed that if you've been for a run or you've been to the gym. Just things kind of are moving a little bit more easily when you come back, aren't they? And also certain stretches uh, can help to relieve constipation if that's a problem for you. And finally, tip number 10 is to consider fasting. 
Now, this is a topic that I'm actually currently really interested in and reading a couple of books on at the moment, and I would certainly love to do a whole podcast episode around this another time. But let me just talk a little bit about how fasting can help with digestive health. Now, when I'm talking about fasting, I'm talking about something called time-restricted eating or intermittent fasting, and that's where you eat all your food in a 12 or a 10 or even an 8-hour window. So it's not that you're cutting down on the amount of food that you're eating, you're just not eating it constantly all the time. You're eating it in a particular window and fasting the rest of the time, and a lot of that fast will actually be happening while you're sleeping. But you could also consider trying occasionally a 24-hour fast. Now, why is fasting really good for digestive health? Well, it can give your digestive system the rest that it needs. If you think about it, fasting has been such a big part of almost every single culture in the world historically. But today in our modern society, we're just constantly eating all the time and we're just not letting our digestive system have a rest. And so if we do try intermittent fasting or a 24-hour fast, we can give our gut the rest that it needs so that it can focus on cleansing and detoxifying instead. And studies also show that fasting helps to rebalance your gut bacteria, particularly if you've been overeating on sugar and processed foods, then cutting down on that can help to eliminate a lot of the bad bacteria that might have been developing in your gut. But I just want to make sure that I put a caveat in here. Always check with your doctor before trying fasting, especially if you're on any type of medication. It's really, really important. And of course, there are certain groups of people who shouldn't consider fasting anyway, uh, such as pregnant and breastfeeding women or children uh, or people who have a very low BMI, for example. Okay, so those are my top 10 tips for improving your digestive health. And I do have two great book recommendations for you if you would like to dive into this topic further. One is called Eat Yourself Healthy by Dr. Megan Rossi, and the other is Fibre Fueled by Dr. Will Bolshewitz. And I will put the links to those books in the show notes. And finally, I'd love you to know that I do have a free guide called How to Reduce Bloating, 14 Simple Remedies to Get Relief Now. And if this is a topic that has really resonated with you, if you have digestive issues, if you have trouble with constipation or diarrhea or bloating, if you'd like to generally improve your digestive health, then make sure that you grab a copy of my free guide. And again, I will put the link to that in the show notes. Okay, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Come along and join us in the Healthier Life Community Facebook group where we can discuss topics like this. Or if you have another topic that you'd like to be addressed on the show, then you can ask me that too inside the Facebook group. I would love to be able to address topics that are particularly pertinent to you and that you would really love to know more about. So come over and request to join our group. We would love to see you in there. That's all for today's show. Take care and I will see you next time. Hey, quickly before you go, if this podcast has helped and inspired you in some way, then please jump over to iTunes and leave me an honest review. That way more people can find this show and be inspired too. I personally read every single review and your feedback is so encouraging to me. The second way you can help get the word out is to take a quick screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Catherine Shelton Health and I'll share it right back. Thank you so much. God bless. Until next time.